y'all, you know what it is. It is that kids and wives and nine to fives, but we are married to the games. Oh, yes, sir. It's your boy Gabe Patillo with you, with Timothy Hall and Tim Router, of course. And as always, we are talking about life and games, games and life. Thank you guys for being here. We are so grateful for you. So thank you, thank you, thank you. We are happy to be here. We keeping it moving. Zero four eight, I think. We creeping up there. We we gonna make it to a year. I can just feel it in my bones, and I'm excited about it. Um, Timothy Hall. Yeah. What up, Jack? Hey, I got my own cable. It's what? a miracle. <laughs> it's a Christmas miracle. It really is. <laughs> That's incredible. Christmas and summer. Um, Tell us about it. I called them up and uh, they were like, yeah, this uh, account. Uh, oh, it's it's pending disconnect here. Let me rush that through up done. I knew it. You're kidding. I me. I knew it was something uh, stupid know. like that. It, it was uh, so dumb. And well, at uh, least it's disconnected. Yeah. Like, well, I guess she had called it in like a few days before I called in again. And so they were like, Oh, it's, uh, it's pending disconnect here. Let's, let's disconnect that right now. So everything just like disconnected while I was on the phone. So did you get to keep your special pricing and all that? Uh, they said, uh, that I'm not supposed to be able to. And I was like, well, that doesn't make any sense. Like I didn't, I'm still a customer. I didn't stop or anything. Yeah. Yeah. Um, they were like, oh, well, you know, you're, you got a really good price. I don't know if we can give you that price again. And I was like, uh, well, make it happen. Yeah. Just cause <laughs> so, you're in a, just cause you're in a different location uh, doesn't mean that, uh, right. you, know, you can't get the same pricing for crying out loud. Oh, I know. I was like, it should, it shouldn't be hard. I was like, just change the address. <laughs> I mean, yeah. Yeah. I don't, yeah. I don't I'm know not, the logistics of everything, it's a few but, forms to fill out. Just do that. You know it's not rocket science. You yeah, I, we've been talking about this one week too long, or two weeks too long. Yeah, right. <laughs> this is so dumb. But um, yeah, Lee. Yeah, I was just like, whatever, take care of it, fix it. And so I guess they're working on that right now. I'm just, I'm kind of just fed up with the whole thing. I'm just happy to to still have like, or to now have my own internet and TV and everything. So that was annoying. Yeah, sure. Minor inconvenience, but whatever. First world problems. <sighs> That's right. But you're you're all moved in now, right? You're good to go. Yeah, we're. I mean, we've we've been we've been unpacked since last week, and it's it's pretty awesome because we have, as I said, we have a lot more space in this new place. So, at the last place, you know, we had used every ounce of storage <laughs> available to us, and in this place, the other day, I just opened up the closet and I was like, we haven't even put anything in here. Uh, <laughs> nice. That's great. Yeah, and we've, and we've already, we've already packed everything. Like we've already gotten everything in and gotten everything situated. So I was like, wow, we have a lot more space. That's great. That's so cool. Um, man. Yeah. It's pretty cool. I, I swear though, I think I need a new router or something. Cause I had my, uh, PlayStation three up in the bedroom. And for some reason the internet kept dropping on it. I don't know if, like I think my slim only has like wireless G or something. Oh so really? I, I yeah, I don't I don't know if it's it's I mean the router 
my router's kind of acting a little weird anyway now, but mm. um, I think it may just have been bottlenecked by the PlayStation because, like I said, there is more space in this place. So I haven't been in a place this big for a little while. So, do you have that Doxus three point router? Because that's what Comcast no, uses. No, I. I well, no, I don't uh, have the Comcast router. I always just go out and get my own. Yeah. And uh, this last one, I think I got maybe two and a half years ago or something. And it's, like I said, it's acting funky. I've changed some of the settings on it and stuff, but I think it may just be time for a new one. Yeah. Well, you got the, so. you probably have a few Best Buy $20 gift cards from your pre-order, so. Yeah. and I'm at it, Jack. I'm, yeah, I'm I'm probably just going to end up going and getting one there or something. I mean, routers are so cheap now. I know, aren't I? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> oh, I, I haven't heard that one before. Jeez. Routers, router. Yeah. That's right. Um, so, so you've been gaming at all? Oh my gosh, dude! iPad, uh, oh, Knights, oh, of, yeah. Knights of the Old Republic, baby. Nice, really, dude. It's, I got to play that game. I am fully in support of them porting PC games over. Because, I mean, I know that game's a little bit older. I think it's from 03 or 04. I don't remember. It was one of the first games that I got uh, when I got the Xbox 360. Because at the time, there wasn't... Like, I got it pretty much right at launch. So there wasn't a whole lot of stuff available yet. And um, so I got Knights of the Old Republic for the original Xbox. And it worked on the 360. I think it... Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure it worked on the 360. I played the first, probably the first like four or five hours of it, and something came up. I don't know if it was just I had another game or something. So um, I saw it on the iPad for ten bucks, and I was like, "Perfect." Mm, that's and great. It's, it's a great. It's honestly, it's awesome because you can pick it up and play it for thirty minutes, and then put it back down, and it saves exactly where you were. So, yeah, man, I mean, it's it's an awesome way to play that game. And I mean, I, I I like I said, I am fully in support of them getting those old PC games on there. Like, I'd love to see Fallout one and two on the iPad. They can totally do it, too. Um, And they've they've put the new XCOM on there. They could put the originals on there. They could put uh, right. You know, a whole they could put a whole bunch of games that just did not require you know as much action style control with uh knights of the old republic basically you touch the screen and you just kind of hold it where you want your character to go and it works it works fine i haven't had any problems with it yeah i like i kind of like that functionality it it makes it a little bit easier in my yeah and it and actually, I mean, it's probably better than than playing it on an Xbox at this point. Like, it's just when you come up on because um, in the original game, when you would come up on an enemy, it would pause the game and you would pick out your moves. Um, so it's the same way on the iPad. You just point at the enemy that you would like to attack, and then you just select the attack and go. I mean, it's really easy. Yeah, that's awesome. Sweet. I may have to pick yeah. that one up. It's the perfect platform for that game. Now, we do live in a post-Mass Effect world, so it does show its age quite a bit. Hmm. But sure. for nine ninety nine, man, it's a pretty sweet game for, you know, for especially screwing for around, like picking it up. And yeah, especially for fans of Star Wars, because so far, and I've played up to about where I stopped. Like, so I've played about five hours of it. 
Um, the story seems to be better than the original, like, or than the uh, new Star Wars stories, the new trilogy, or the newest one. Oh, okay, yeah, sure. Yeah, I mean, the story seems pretty cool. Like, they, Bioware did a pretty cool, like, a pretty good job with doing the story. I don't know if they did a collaboration. I don't think they did. Like, I think that they just wrote the story themselves. Um, the voice acting is, like I said, we live in a, a post Mass Effect world, so the voice acting is a little jarring. Like, it's pretty. Really? Yeah, I mean, it was good at the time, but, you know, it's, it's not the greatest. It's, it's very sure. dry. So. I feel you. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I mean, like I said, an awesome game for 10 bucks. And if you've never played it, it's, you know, why not play it that way? It's it's a great game to play. Um, Sweet. I'm sold. Yeah, I like it. I'm totally in support of them doing ports like that. If they do if they do a sale on XCOM, I will be picking that up. So I know they need to do a bigger sale than they did. They only did like a $5 sale like a week <sighs> I'm ago. I'm telling you, man, when the holidays roll around, they'll get down there. Because if you're on the top charts, man, like I think with the iPad, it's like 300 games are at the top. If you're on the top, you pretty much stay there for a while, and the way to get there is to yeah. discount your price. So they'll right. they'll do a big enough discount eventually to get up there. There um, you go. Other than that, I've been playing um, Saints Row the Third. Awesome! And I gotta really? say, yeah, that is the best version of Duke Nukem I've ever played. <laughs> <laughs> nice, Duke Nukem. Why is that? Why do you say that? Why you compare those? Because I made my character Duke Nukem, man. So it's oh, that's alternate so universe. He's a gangster. Yes, so. that's awesome. Is it fun? Oh man, dude, <laughs> that game is hilarious. I like, watched I, some I, good I, gameplay on that uh, on YouTube a couple times, and th- I mean, it definitely has like some good, funny moments and stuff. But I don't know; it's just not one of those games for me. What Saints Row? Yeah, I mean, oh, I, played- I thought you played. I, I thought played you played two. through the third. Oh, no, you played I played, two. Okay. I played a little bit of two, and after a while, I was like, "Yeah, I'm a, I'm cool with it." I mean, it it is. It's got it's got some really good quirks, and that was just two. I know three is like elevated way more, but um, yeah, they they went all out. Yeah, which is good. So, I mean, go for it. Why not? I mean, and it, four it, is going to be even more nuts. That's what's crazy. Yeah, they, and they, that's what they did was you know they they took and distinguished themselves a little bit from Grand Theft Auto. So yeah. uh, it was obvious that the first few were kind of a direct influence of Grand Theft Auto. Um but the third is definitely just its own game and it's fun. So I really enjoy it. I'm glad to hear that cuz that was free on PS Plus, right? Exactly. And you know what? <laughs> I may get four. So Really because of it. Exactly. Is it still That's free on PS Plus? Uh, I don't know. I don't think so. I don't think so. Yeah, I, yeah, I was going to say, man, you should have picked it up I when know. it was free. It's, I snoozed it's, on that. I don't know why I should have. I, I picked it up just because. I didn't figure I'd play it, but I picked it up just because. It's pretty fun. The um, the actual like shooting mechanics and stuff are a little bit weird. Like They're different than anything else. Have you um, been throwing people, though? You can throw people? Yeah. I, I did in two, too, and I know in three, huh. like, the physics are, are really hilarious. I don't know what it is. I don't know if it's, like, uh, 
triangle to grapple or something like that. But I think you can throw people, and the physics are awesome because you see them like flailing. <laughs> it looks really cool. Well, you can you can make yourself flail too. So they have these little missions called um, insurance fraud. And I'm sure like people nice. who are, are listening to the show, they're like, ah, oh, I played this game like a year and a half ago. So. Yeah. But, um, yeah, it's funny because you can actually take yourself and just throw yourself and you like immediately ragdoll. So like <laughs> you can run up to a car and let them hit you and you'll just fly forever. That's awesome. Yeah, it's That's hysterical. Funny. But the goal, the goal is to, in those little side missions, the goal is to accumulate as much in- injuries as possible. And uh, there was like a a goal, like seventy five thousand or something. And I ran up and just jumped into a car, and I went flying, and I got seventy five thousand in one hit. Nice, it was hysterical. <laughs> that was awesome. I love it. Router, yeah, buddy. What about yourself? Um, let's see. Are you throwing yourself into cars? No, but I'm having an allergy attack, which is always fun. Again? <laughs> no, I had one. I had one this weekend, and it, uh, it, it had been a while since I had had one since uh, my shots. But because I leveled up last week with my shots, um, now I get, I basically get five injections of more of what I'm allergic to. <laughs> so my body this weekend was like, I can't handle it. And it just, <laughs> it just shut down. And man, I look like such a crackhead when I get an allergy uh, attack too, because my eyes get like ripping bloodshot. Oh. And it's, it's just all up in my head and in my, my lungs. I just start wheezing. And because I'm so allergic, I also end up getting like a food allergy. So you get like stomach cramps when you, when I have an attack, only when I have an attack, not any other time. My so gosh. I have to basically pop some Benadryl and ride it out for like 30 to 45 minutes until it starts to kick in. So it, and I felt bad because it was my father-in-law's birthday too. We were at the party. I'm like, Hey, does anybody have any Benadryl allergy as my head starts to swell? <laughs> so he's like, you're so starved for attention. I know. Right. So I, uh, so I mean, it was fine. I just deal now. I'm like kind of used to it and over it that I just deal with it and I can just power through. And, uh, so when I came home though, I just crashed, went to bed and then, um, and that was the end of it. So I feel great now, which is awesome. But yeah, so uh, so that was fun. Um, you totally and, just gave us everything we need to make like an iPad game. It's like router's oh, allergy attacks. Great idea. And you're trying to avoid people at the party. <laughs> you start to get trying attacked. to avoid people, and then when you're yeah. outside, you like have to avoid like p- big pollen globules and like, <laughs> dodge it. Ooh, I like it. Let's let's get that going. Hey, any app developers out there? Hit us up. Let's make this game. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> Married to the pollen. Let's do this. Golly. Pollen boy. <laughs> pollen Featuring boy. pollen boy. <laughs> That's right. Featuring pollen boy. I love it. Um, I, uh, you know, just doing the same old nine to five kids, wives, nine to five. Been working a lot. And uh, and Piper is still in swim class. And she's like a pro now. It's pretty awesome to see. She's like floating, <laughs> floating on Michelle, her back. Michelle Phelps. Yes, exactly. And, um, yeah, so uh, life is good. We are headed up to New York this next week, so I will be podcasting from BK Brooklyn. Nice. Uh, uh, we're going to be staying with our friends Dabney and uh, Peter and their three kids, and then we're going out to Long Island to Shelter Island for a little bit, just as like a little mini vacay, just to kind of relax and unwind. So we'll be up there for a week, so we're just preparing uh, all that. So what I'm trying to do is I'm trying to finish Infamous before I leave, because you know I'm not going to have my PS3 with me, like Gabe gets to do when he goes 
out and goes to work. You got to put your foot down. That's right. But, um, <laughs> but I am going to load up on some iPad games. So maybe Hall, uh, I might get Knights of the Republic too. That sounds good. Yeah. Like and, I said, um, if you're a Star Wars fan, it's awesome. So yeah. Yeah. I'm stoked, but I am fully immersed in infamous still really loving that game. And I can't wait to start infamous too. I'm going to do them. Like I said, I'm going to do them back to back because I want to get that done and then be prepared for second son. So it's just, it's just a great, it's a fun game. Like the missions aren't terribly long there. And uh, even the side missions aren't terribly long. So I'm just trying to do everything. And uh, I just, I love it, man. I'm, I'm a big fan. Is it a good game? Of, yeah. I'm a, just a big fan of sucker punch. Now they're like, they're kind of like up there with uh, naughty dog is, you know, the, I think the mechanics are great. The gameplay's easy. It just works. Good story. And, um, yeah, you know, for even for good Lord, I'm, I can't believe I'm going to say this, but even for 2000 for a 2009 game, the graphics look really good. Right. You know, I mean, it's not it's it doesn't seem very dated to me. So mm-hmm. but yeah, I love it, man. It's a great game. Yeah, I like it. I love those games. I'm so glad you're playing it. Yeah, it's I a lot of that. fun. So, yeah, that's 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 router kind of boring right now. But that's uh that's me in a nutshell. How about you, Mr. Oh. Matillo? Well, man, I feel like every week I've got like a 30 minute thing to say. So I'm going to try to keep this brief. 29 minutes this said. Yeah. 29 and a half. Okay. Go for it. <laughs> I freaking went to sucker punch. I know. I hate you. <laughs> it was incredible. I no, met actually, up with my boy. Jason I'm sorry. Stanford. Thank you. Sucker punch for the little swag and Gabe. Thank you for hooking us up with some swag. Yes. Yeah. I got to get to, I got to get to hall. You gotta um, make the drop off with Hall. I know. Be like, you got the stuff. Yeah, I got the stuff. <laughs> yeah, let's um, meet in the public place. <laughs> <laughs> let's in not open, meet in the public place. Daylight. Okay. Um. So yeah. So I had a show to do um, outside of Seattle, and uh, my buddy Jason Stansel that I met at E3. Um, it just it worked out so perfect that he could come chill and usually I don't have full days off. Uh, but I literally had from like one thirty to eight o'clock off. And I was like, dude, let's kick it. It was like the freaking best time. And, uh, so we were like, we're like 45 to an hour, you know, away from 45 minutes to an hour away from where he works at sucker punch. He's the lead animator over gameplay. And Which is amazing. It was so stupid being able to go there. Like, and just look around and see all the Sly Cooper stuff and, and see the infamous stuff. And I mean, just like the, you know, I don't know. It's just, it was so overwhelming. I met so many people and they were so cool. And, um, and they're freaking sitting there working on second son. And like, I'm just like ogling every screen, even <laughs> just the code ones that look like matrix. You know they what I'm saying? Like, no I was pictures, like, please. Yeah, exactly. They definitely were like, no pictures, please. Gabe's um, got his spy camera ready. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I had my, the little, the thing that looks like a pin in my pocket. Yep. Um, so it was just so cool, man. And, uh, got to, you know, meet, you know, the, it really was kind of cool because I got to meet like the guys that like got to see the guys that like sketch out the the good and bad guys and got to meet the guys that bring them to life. 
in the game. And then Jason obviously animates them, uh, got to meet the guy who, uh, does all the audio and handles the freaking sound effects and stuff like that. And got to talk to him for a minute. So it was really cool just to see his little studio set up and, that is so cool, man. I would just man, geek, it I was would dope. geek out there. I just I wouldn't know my head would explode. <laughs> oh, I was geeking out like hard. And so big shout outs to Jason. And then like after we left, we went back to his house and freaking played some DC uh universe what you call it, the fighting game? Uh, uh Injustice? Injustice. Injustice, yeah. yeah. It was a good time. And awesome. you said Jason listens to the show too. Yeah, Jason listens to the show. So freaking huge shout, Big out, shout to Jason. out, man. Yeah, man. Heck yeah, Jason, you're the man. So yeah, I got to play was, Infamous One and Two, man, before uh, PlayStation Four comes out. Do it. Well, you better get to it. They're good games. They're good games. At least it's not something you'd have to. I feel like they're still good because I played Infamous not that that long ago. Yeah, um, I think I, mean, I played the second, the first one when the second one was out already. So it didn't, it didn't feel like this old game. And he worked on infamous two and obviously he's working on second son. And, uh, it was just incredible. Ugh, I'm talking so about crazy. like from the girl at the front desk. I mean, she was super nice and, uh, just seeing the environment, it, it felt so laid back. Uh, it was just cool. And I think that kind of thing breeds good, creativity yeah i was gonna say it's probably it's not like stuffy corporate you know oh gosh su- no. super laid back mm-hmm. no so big ups for those they have guys big bean bags no. <laughs> i didn't see any but they're probably in storage are there futons <laughs> somewhere <laughs> um so it was it was great so big ups to those guys for even letting me come walk around and then huge up to jason stancil for uh being such an amazing host amen yeah, I haven't been uh, able to game that much because I've, I've been in and out of town, but in and out of town in a way to where I couldn't take the PlayStation and it was like real quick. Like I was saying, I was out in Seattle and then two days later I was in Raleigh, North Carolina. And Ugh. so it's just all over the country, but, um, it's Gabe Patillo coast to coast. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> wow. <laughs> yes, so, yes, uh, yo, yes, yes, yo. yes, <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so I have I did dive in though to Badlands like uh Router was saying a couple weeks oh, ago. Oh, you I like it? Badlands. Yeah, I really like it. It was it's way really different than I was expecting. Man. It's, it's yeah. really cool. Really good. Really man, good. I wish I would have got that when it was free. Yep. <laughs> so that's that was really cool. So yeah, it's not too much on the game front playing wise, but Sucker Punch made my whole week, so yeah, that oh, was yeah. incredible. That kind and of you're like su- surrounded too. You're like when you're at Sucker Punch, like you're surrounded by like Valve is right next door and like Bungie's right around the corner. And so you, mm. you know, as a gamer, you just like you know, fishermen can feel the water. And as a gamer, I feel like I could feel the coding and going on. Right? <laughs> <laughs> you can feel the game love going on. Yeah, so I was ha- like, this is awesome. That they have to be getting pretty close to to finishing up Second Son, right? Because that's yeah. coming out pretty close to launch isn't it yeah well i think it's i I didn't ask him but i mean rumor has it it's what springish maybe early spring so yeah not too far away a couple months from launch Mm -hmm. um and then also today we got frank azor on the podcast um the general manager of alienware so uh we got a lot of goodies today 
and we got some news, and we got what Router's about to do. Oh, yeah. New releases for this week. Skylander, eat your heart out, baby, because Disney Infinity comes out today. Oh, <laughs> yes. That's right. For all consoles. So uh, I'm actually curious about that. I think uh, I am I wonder if my, my nephew, Liam, would be into something like that. So maybe we'll have to um, – we'll use him as our little – guinea pig to see if he likes it because i know he's done there some skylander go. stuff before but uh let's see what else we got we got angry birds trilogy for the wii and the wii u huh uh europa Univ- universalis 4 for pc phineas and ferb quest for cool stuff on nice the ds play. xbox 360 wii 3ds and wii u nice thunder wolves for the playstation network and charlie murder for xbox live arcade so those are the new releases this week. And then we've got um, top-selling games for the week ending August 3rd. This is for U.S. charts. NCAA football continues to take one and two for wow, Xbox 360, PS3. Nice. Which is kind of cool because we're only, what, three weeks away from college football kicking back in? I know. So All kind of football kicking back in. Oh, yeah. Bring I can't it wait. Freaking Lo- on. Love the fall, man. It's all good. Um, yeah, so that's one and two. Animal Crossing comes in at number three. <laughs> I'm telling you, man, 3DS. 3DS is uh, where oh, it's we at. We are missing out so badly. We, we are, are so missing idiots out. for not having one right now. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number four, The Last of Us. Nice. Uh, number five, Minecraft, which, by the way, I did download the pocket edition of Minecraft, and I will play it on the plane. And then I will probably walk out of the plane going, what did I just do? (laughs) (laughs) But no, I I got that. So I will, I will definitely start that up. Um, That Microsoft, uh, Minecraft for 360 was number five. Luigi's Mansion is back. Number six. Wow. He ain't, he ain't going away. Yeah. Uh, Number seven, Connect Adventures for the Xbox 360. Here's two weird ones. And I'm probably because they went on sale. Eight, God of War Ascension. Really? Yep, that came back. Huh. Uh, it, did, it did over 10,000 units. And then here's <laughs> Wii Sports comes in at number nine. Wii what? Sports came back in at number nine. I not don't like know why. Not like Wii U Sports? No, no, Wii Sports, not Wii U. Just, <laughs> That's funny. So what happened there? That's uh, what I don't know. Is there a did the Wii get the a chart? price drop or something? I don't, I don't know because could you even buy that separately from the console? You, you can buy it separately, but most of the time when it shows up, it's because of the Wii. Yeah, right? So maybe people That's are buying good. Wii's. Yeah, that can't be good for Wii U. <laughs> that can't be good. <laughs> Jeez, at all. Louise. They're like, and coming in at number nine is uh, <laughs> Jumping Jack from the yeah. PlayStation 1 collection. Yeah, right. <laughs> You're like, your jump, Rabbit Jumping game? Flash? Was <laughs> jumping yeah, Flash. Games? What? what was it called? Jumping I think it was Jumping Flash. I don't remember. Something like that. I always mix it up with the Whoopi Goldberg movie. No, Jumpin' Jack Flash, yeah. Jumpin' Jack Flash is all I could ever yeah, I think can of. See, I can see how you can get those two confused. <laughs> <laughs> and, of course, number 10, number 10 rounding out Call of Duty Black Ops 2. I'm tired of hearing of saying that. I say it every yeah. week, Call of Duty Black Ops 2. Tired of hearing. Tired I, I wanted it. to be on it just because you don't like saying it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> that's funny. I can't wait to say Call of Duty Ghosts. How's that? That'll be I good. I know, that's right. Yeah. Yeah. Because that looks good, and that's definitely one that I will play. I never played Black Ops. I don't know, man. Black Ops 2 may still be on the chart when Ghost comes out. Oh, yeah. But at least you missed a a couple new releases, I was going to say. Payday 2 and DuckTales Remastered, man. Yeah, why didn't that show up? 
Uh, that's interesting. Know. That's weird. Cause, I yeah, mean, I'm sorry. Maybe they miss a lot of the downloadable stuff on your Maybe, list. yeah. That, that's right, because Payday 2... Um, wait, did that come out last week, though? Uh, No, I think it's this week. It's this week. Okay. And it okay. and it looks really good, and it's been scoring pretty well. So wow, okay. I think they took a lot of because I played the first one. I think they just took a lot of the the feedback that they got from the first one and rolled it into two and just made it a better game. Basically, yeah. See that, and that's kind of what you should do. You know, take your criticisms, take your <laughs> right. feedback, and modify it, and that's good. Well, that's good. That that's interesting. Now I may want to play that game too. And uh, is is somebody gonna? Do DuckTales, Paul, I, I appoint you. I think, I think you I'm going to wait. I might wait on a sale for that one. Because I think it's $15, which I think is a bit much to ask for that. Yeah. Especially, you know, given the review I read anyway. Like, if I want to play it, I'll go back and play it on the NES for now, I guess. But I'd really, I'd really like to get it on... Uh, PlayStation, but I don't want to pay fifteen dollars. That's ridiculous. Yeah. Feels a little no. steep, does it? Just for ten the bucks, HD I'd version. pay. So ten bucks, I'd pay. Okay, nice. There you go. And there you have it. That's uh, new releases and uh, top ten charts. Did it? Did it? Did it? Nice. Hall, you got something? Um. Oh, the. Can we talk about the the new xbox uh we might as well be floppy yeah let's let's get to it yeah might as well we would be irresponsible if we didn't that's right tell them what you're talking about well they kind of went back on the connect requirement thing Mm -hmm. and i'm actually upset about that one because kind of went back on the connect (laughs) all the way (laughs) yeah i don't think there's a kind of well sort of maybe up until this last week They've been saying that the connect has to be connected to the X bone for it to function. And now they're saying, no, it doesn't. <laughs> as much as, as much as I complained about it being a requirement, I'm upset that they took the requirement away because now that thing is just dead weight DOA. Well, yeah. I think the fact that they're taking it away without announcing alongside of it a connect less Xbox. You know, there's they're like, oh no, 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 we're still gonna bundle it. And you're like, but I don't want to pay five hundred dollars. Right. You know yeah. what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, you're st- you're still paying for something that's just dead weight now. You can basically use it for I think uh, they obviously will mantle. announce a connect less one for launch. But I just don't know why they wouldn't do it alongside of saying that you don't need to connect because now it just sounds like we're just gouging you for a hundred dollars. Yeah, that's man, that's so I really, stupid. I really want to know what our Xbox listeners out there think, and please like hit us up on Twitter because I, I really want to get your opinion. This has got to piss off a lot of Xbox users, especially well, Hall. You don't use Connect, and in fact, you've you've banned it from your system anyway. But, you know, why Why would at least drop $100 or do something if nobody, if you you don't use it to begin with, and yeah, you lose all your gestures and your voice commands, so what? But I, I'm really curious to know what our Xbox listeners think, because I think that would drive me nuts. See, I think the decision they made is stupid, because they, <laughs> no, I'm, I'm just saying, like, they. Oh, totally agree. They wanted to 
to have the connect in there, like they should have gone all the way through with it. You know what I mean? Now, like I said, it's just a, a dead product pretty much. It's one of those things that's weird because I feel like Microsoft is such a huge company. And I mean, there's one side of me that's like, Hey, thank you for listening to the consumer. But then the other side of me, you know, like we've talked about before is like, man, but have vision though. Yeah. I, at least, I, I want at least you to have, have an vision. identity. Yeah. If I don't like it, I'm not going to like everything. You know what I'm saying? This but my- has nothing to do with listening to the consumer. It has everything to do with listening to their pre-sale reports and their numbers and probably that they're low. So they're freaking out. This is a direct response to the fact that they need to get their numbers up. I know, but that's what I'm saying. That is almost listening to the consumer in a way because they're like, oh, sort the consumers of, yeah. are saying, you know, X, Y, Z. And, but it seems like with every flip flop, it's been because, you know, the sale. So my thing is like, you guys are so loved in the West, especially they'll, they'll deal with it. You know what I'm saying? Like, I understand the game thing with the whole DRM and not being able to let people borrow games might've been too far a step in our direction, but like you've gone back on other stuff as well. And now the connect, it just feels like I don't want, don't sell me something I don't want and that you're not going to require now. Goodness gracious. Yeah. And it's going to, it's probably going to make a lot because I'm sure there's a bunch of smaller developers out there making Connect Two games, and now, like I said, it's it's a moot point. Who's yeah. going to use it? Oh, I feel bad for those guys. They're sitting there like coding. They're like, oh yeah, we got all this put together. Voice command gestures. Ah, crap. Now we don't. Now, now we don't have to use it anymore. Yeah. Oh, oh crap. Stink. Now nobody's going to use it. Yeah, because they were forcing developers' hands, and I think they're still trying to with selling the Connect with the Xbox still. Or saying that they're fully selling it. Um, but we know that they're, they're gonna have to take it away and get down to that PlayStation 4 price point and really right. battle it. Because the out. PS4, the 399 PS4 will not come with Move, right? No. 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 Okay, good. And, and Move will stay where it is. It's basically, you know, a non sequitur. It'll stay exactly where it is. Yeah, they didn't the even thing- talk about it at E3. They didn't even bring it up. No, well, they haven't and, said squat about that. And, and, you know, that's, that's the thing though. It's, it's, they made it optional and it's completely optional. It's a buy-in, but the thing and they about only the, did it because of connect. Yeah. And if and connect didn't come around, they would have never did move. And the thing about the one is like, I was, I was in the, with them bundling the connect if they made it required. Cause then people were going to take advantage of the fact that it was required, you know? Yeah. But yep. Now, you don't, you're not going to know if something like, I'm sure they're going to have hooks in there that are going to say, Oh, this person's using the connect. So we'll do this stuff. But you know, it's just, it sucks to see them go back on that because it would be nice to, for them to push something forward. If they're going to be bringing out a new system. <laughs> yeah. No, it seems like just they've just something. been, since yeah, E3, they, they've taken everything back now pretty much. Yeah. Since E3, they've just been backpedaling the whole time. Cause and, I, I mean, I'm sure that the Xbox One would do fine with a Connect requirement. Of course I mean, it would. Yeah. yeah. Like the fact that, that people, like for instance, just me in gen, like I have, I would have a problem with it being bundled because I would want it to be optional. But that's the thing though is if you're going to bundle it anyway, make it required because now you're going to make, um, like for instance, people who, who buy the bundle and never use the Connect, they can't do anything with it now because everybody gets one. 
Right. Like, it's not like Such they can sell it on money, eBay. Man. Now it's know? become a waste of money. Yeah. That's you never want to, I mean, you know, we've been living in the, in the generation of the consoles come with nothing. They come with the system and a controller and maybe a demo disc. Right. If you're lucky. And so now to buy something and know that you're paying a hundred dollars at least for something that you don't need is really annoying. And you're right, Hall. You can't sell it. Like who are you going to sell it to? Yeah. Exactly. The, the kid that breaks is. That that's right. who you're going to be able to sell it to, and it's going to be like twenty dollars. The numbers must be worse than we think. Yeah, I, yeah, that's the o- that's the only thing that's making me think that this is more about the dollars and the pre-sale numbers than anything else. Because I haven't heard any advancement. You're right, Hall. I haven't heard any advancement or any you know proactive talk from Microsoft since E3. All I've heard is backtracking and backlash, and it sucks because this company knows what they're doing. They have a lot of money. They are a big company. They can do whatever they want. And I think that, that they were trying, they had this vision for what the future of gaming was going to be. And they wanted to be that, you know, front runner for it. And I think it's just too soon. I think that's the bottom line. Mm -hmm. It's too soon for what they want to do. Yes, it will probably eventually happen, but everybody's still comfortable with how everything's going now. So it's going to take more time. I mean, well, I, m- maybe some of the low low pre-sales, though, are are them seeing that the 360 is still selling well. Because it is. Yeah. So yeah, well, uh, I believe and, that. And, and, sure. and as we've talked about, people are happy with the way things are now. So why change? Yeah. You I mean, I'll t- I tell you what. I was just talking to an Xbox buddy the other day. And I was joking around about how a bunch of my titles I've been playing have been PSN games. And I love it. And so it's one of those things where when they had the whole install the game onto your system thing, everybody, you know, even us were were distracted by the fact that you couldn't resell it, which I still, you know, agree with. But I tell you what, man, just having my library of games right there to play whatever I want without getting up and switching out discs lately has been awesome. Yeah. And so I think the the major thing, and we've talked about this before, the major thing that Microsoft didn't do well is not that the ideas are bad, but the communication and the execution yes. of what of of passing the dream along is what's been exactly. the failure. You know what I mean? And not easing people into this transition. You know, they wanted to just pop the clutch on everybody, be like, hey, you're gonna do this, you're gonna do that, and you're gonna do this. And people were like Oh, am I? I'm gonna buy a PS4. <laughs> like, right. Okay. Wait. 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 I'm okay. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Baby, come on, baby. I'm sorry, baby. That's right. Like these other girls are just pawns. You the queen. Exactly. And even then, that that problem can be solved if they did better digital sales. Because the only reason people are buying discs is because they're like, dude, I can get it on sale right away. Right. Man, you know, is like it like me? we've been doing with Best Buy and the gift cards. Is it me? Am I just old school that I still love this though? I still like going and buying that kind of stuff. Like I do too. Yeah. I I mean, I think it just comes from our age. Yeah, maybe. I mean, cause I, cause Gabe, I'm the same way. I like looking at my library online too, but I also like looking at that stack of discs too and being like, Oh, that's cool. I got, I got some good games here or Hey, I forgot about that one. I'm going to go pop that in and especially for loaning purposes. Right. You know, so it's, yeah, it's very interesting. Definitely bittersweet. Um, I miss the manuals, man. You'd go and 
get the game and then you oh, read yeah. the manual before you actually played it. And now it's like now a it's piece just of a paper. little sleeve. Yeah. I uh, know. <laughs> the last the last game I got was Skyrim and it had the map and that was it. Yeah, but at least that's something. Yeah, right. Um, y'all want to get into this interview? Oh yes, we got plenty of news after the interview, but y'all need to hear from Frank Azor. This guy's a freaking beast. He's a nice guy. He knows what he's talking about, and he loves what he does. Alienware General Manager. We got Frank Azor on the phone, and we are totally excited. Frank, thank you for being here. Yeah, happy to be here, Dean. Thanks very much for having me. No problem. Frank is the, I'm guessing, the, are you like the general manager of Alienware? Yeah, that's correct. So uh, I, I'm currently the general manager for the Alienware line of business at Dell. I'm a longtime Alienware employee. I'm actually the fourth employee of the company. So I've done pretty much everything from uh, sweeping floors to packing boxes to uh, um, when we were private uh, right before Dell, um, we merged with Dell. I was actually running the marketing and product group department uh, most recently since uh, we've been acquired and we've been working under the Dell um, umbrella. I've been running the Alienware line of business. We have a pretty well uh, divided team around the, around the world since we're selling products uh, into over around the world so basically the um the product development function and, and the different marketing functions and sales functions around the world all kind of report up into uh, the line of business which i oversee so in short you're the man short i have the best job in the world <laughs> <laughs> that's awesome that's awesome okay so we gotta handle the important stuff first congratulations to your miami heat for their championship win <laughs> We want something? I haven't noticed. <laughs> yeah, I bet you didn't notice. <laughs> I guess unlike L.A., you guys don't set cars on fire and stuff like that when you guys win. Well, yeah, fortunately we don't, no. <laughs> <laughs> Went all seven uh, games, man. I was rooting for you, but I, I was on the edge of my seat. <laughs> we certainly know how to keep it interesting, don't we? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, too interesting. I was having heart palpitations, and I, I'm not even from Miami. Yeah, it was a, it was a hell of a series. Um, I mean, Game Six was just unbelievable. I think is the only word you could possibly use to describe it. Unfortunately, I was on a plane, so I had to oh, use a, oh, uh, I had to no. watch it via via GameCast. Live, I was watching the play by play through the through the internet on uh, NBA's GameCast. So that was a little that was interesting. But the whole plane was it was cool because you're in a you know a concentrated area like on a plane, and pretty much everybody was doing the same thing. So. And every play was taking place, the plane would either cheer or, <laughs> or get concerned, and it was, was kind of cool. Exactly. That's crazy. Oh, that game was amazing. I'm I'm not even a huge yeah. – I'm not a huge basketball guy, but I'm not, like, a huge tennis guy either. But for some reason, when it comes down to the championships and, like, the semifinals and stuff like that, like, Wimbledon just ended. I love the energy of, of finals. I just think it's amazing. I, you know, I'm – I'm similar. I don't really, um, I don't fall. I'm not diehard uh, fans of pretty much any sport out there. 
Um, I will watch them if I have the time, but I won't make the time to watch any sport. But when it comes down to the finals, um, I I just take pleasure in watching the best of the best perform and uh, perform as if, you know, everything's on the line. I think you you get to see the absolute best performance that's, uh, that anyone could put out. And I just admire that, you know, that's just something to, uh, to really, I think, respect and admire when you see these athletes put everything out there that they possibly can. So yeah, for me, I find that, you know, it's just uh, hard to, to stay away from. I totally agree. It's the same with the Olympics for me. I'm like, the best in the world yeah, or something. So I, I've never, I, I never otherwise watched swimming or ice skating or anything like that. It's the same thing. It's incredible what these people can do and yeah. how much effort goes into it. You, you have to respect and admire it. Oh man. Um, okay. So your background in gaming, have you always been, I mean, Alienware for those that have been sleeping under a rock are a, uh, I think for me, I feel like it's video game concentrated, uh, PC laptops and desktops. I know that they're very powerful and they can do way more than gaming, video editing, music and things like that. But I feel like they're very concentrated at the gamer. Would that be uh, a fair assessment? Yeah. I mean, uh, you know, we build, we, we build PCs, um, especially designed and optimized for PC gamers. Um, you know, we're, the staff over here, for the most part, are, are comprised of gamers, and um, I can't say that we're all exclusively PC gamers. We play pretty much um, whatever game we're having fun with on whatever device sure. at the time that uh, that being played best on. You know, from uh, from folks playing games on their smartphones and tablets to consoles to PCs. I mean, we we play the games. We don't play the devices. We tend to have a little bit of a uh, favoritism towards PC, of course. What we do daily, and we get to kind of see the you know behind the scenes work on all the the cool and newest titles that are coming out, which is again part of what it's, uh, you know, having the best job in the world. Right, <laughs> that's right. part of it. But um, but yeah, you know, we specifically we're focused on PC gaming. Um, and it's just a, you know what we do is everything we we design into the products and how we think about our products and how we think about our customers are all centered around delivering the ultimate gaming experience yeah, in every form um, that we put onto the roadmap. So, you know, that's, that's going to comprise of performance performance, um, quality and reliability that is second to none in the industry. And, um, and we back it up with service that, you know, is proven tested. Um, you know, we're backed up by Dell. So there's confidence that this is a, a strong, stable company that's been around for decades now and has been doing this for a very long time. Right. Our engineering teams have uh, more gray hair than anybody I've ever seen before <laughs> combined. So, um, they have an incredible amount of expertise and experience. And, uh, you know, it's, it's amazing. These guys will tell you, you can't do that. Um, because, you, you know, two and a half years from now, when this, accumulates in the fan system or in the fan, that's going to reduce your, your, I mean, these guys talk in different terms with these, your thermal coefficient and your conductivity by X amount of percent. And that's going to create, that's going to cause the machine to, so, I mean, there's just so much experience and so much talent, um, in the, um, thing that goes into designing all of these different products and everything again is centered around the gamer. So we're always thinking about, all right, how, how long are these machines going to, that they're premium and high performance computers. Well, they got to last two, three, or four years, mm-hmm. um, and they have to play all games during those two, three, or four years. So, 
you know, we'll go back to game developers, understand their roadmaps. We'll understand the, the roadmaps from companies like AMD, Intel, and NVIDIA, and we'll pair the right hardware with what's coming out from the game developers over the next several years to ensure that the machine is scalable and it's going to be a machine that you can use and uh, and, uh, and reliably use for that period of time. A lot of other folks, they don't take that integrated approach when it comes to designing products either. They're not sure. designing with such a core concentration of a customer base, like a, a gamer. Or if they're trying to, they just you know they they don't necessarily take that level of um, uh, of thought and integration and uh, conversation into their design process, and they'll just go off and they'll try and build um, you know the cheap gaming notebook or desktop that they possibly can to undercut us on price, or they'll go off and they'll just try and build the thinnest or the quietest or the you know the absolute highest performance out there at the compromise of quality and reliability and, and those. Where Alienware has stood out is we've been doing it, um, you know, probably the longest in the industry. We're now a 17-year-old company. Wow. And uh, we've been doing it. I'm, I'm biased, so I'm going to say we do it the best just because <laughs> we've remained to our brand tenants, performance, design, quality, and service. And um, we don't sacrifice any of those brand tenants in exchange for cost or in exchange for thinness or in exchange for um, over-the-top performance that is available. You know, we've made those mistakes in our past, and we've learned from them, and we're not willing to make those mistakes again in the future. And that's why you'll see that our products are different and why Eniora has been so successful over the years. Right. That's a very long-winded explanation, and I apologize <laughs> for that. But no, I love it. It's great. I, mean, you I get excited, talk- man. I get excited yeah. about talking about this stuff. Uh, I love that. Awesome. And that's what, I think that's what people want to hear. They want to know, hey, Frank, the top dog at Alienware, he actually cares. That's a big deal to people. Um, well, I've been doing it. You know, I've been here. I've been here 15 years now. I think yeah, we just celebrated in March was my 15 year anniversary. Wow. Um, so, and uh, every product that goes out the door from me, um, you know, it carries an Alienware brand. But my team and I, we have our our fingerprint on every single one of them. You mm-hmm. know, and it's a reflection of the work that we do um, in designing and defining these things. So we take a lot of pride in these products, and not only because. You know, they have to be amazing products, and then we're the ones who are responsible for them. But we're building our own toys. I mean, these are things that we take home and we use ourselves, and right. we play games on them ourselves. And if we run into issues, man, we're hard on ourselves. You know? Sure, sure. And you never want to, you never want to deal with that. You know? So we really put everything we can out there in every single product. Yeah, that's great. I love that. Um, and I think it really shows because Alienware is like you were saying <clears throat> on top of. Maybe not being the thinnest, maybe not being the lightest, maybe not being the sleekest. They are the sexiest. I mean, you guys put curves <laughs> and lights and the alien head. I mean, you guys, how how cool is it for you once the design gets down the road to see what these guys have come up with next to make it look, you know, that much sleeker or put the vents here or do like a, you know, a grill here instead of where it might have used to be. How, how cool is that for you to be able to see? Uh, we joke around in Toronto that the, the two best days, uh, the only two good days of this job are the day you design the product and the day it launches. Everything else is <laughs> so incredibly hard and painful. Sure. Um, <laughs> but that's the best part. I mean, you know, we... We have this amazing job where we come up with ideas and we come up with them. You know, we brainstorm, we sit together, we talk to customers, we talk to vendors, we talk to 
technology partners and uh, technology companies. And we either take some of their ideas and uh, license them from them, or we come up with our own ideas. And you get to take something that you just think of in your head. You work with your industrial designers. You put it down on a paper. A few months later, you got a, a, a working prototype. A few months later, you've got, you know, your first manufacture, your first um, unit that's manufactured wow. um, that you can actually start doing your quality testing and all of that on. And then a few months later, you, I mean, your product. I mean, that's just an unbelievable uh, experience that we get to do, and that's really the best part of the job. In between that, there's a lot of challenges. You know, sure. having to make the compromises around um, how are we going to design this so that it's going to be reliable. It's going to be a high-quality experience. Uh, how are we going to design it so that it's going to perform, um, you know, in, in a way that's going to meet our customer expectations? Um, those are all very challenging things to do because it's always nice to say, "I have a five-millimeter notebook." You know, everybody wants to go off and do that, uh, right. and but you gotta you gotta be realistic when it comes down to, okay, well, if, if you're going to do that, you're not going to have a lot of performance, and if you do squeeze some. In there, well, that's going to come at the cost of something. You know, it's going to come at the cost of uh, a form factor or thickness or of type of thermals or of quality or of um, the rigidity in the design. So that's that's it's a negotiation. It's a constant compromise um, in, in building a product that uh, that's really going to deliver on all of those brand tenants that I talked about earlier. Right. But the the great thing is is that at the end of it all, it's a ton of hard work, but you get the Products that we get to that we get to do, uh, design and develop, and I mean that's that makes it all worth it. Sure. But, yeah. I mean it's uh, it's a lot of fun thinking about the ideas, putting them down on paper. A lot of hard work developing them, but it's all worth it when you should. Yeah. Yeah. Is it is it a frustrating thing for you guys to be able to uh, to have to almost because you guys have to keep up with computers? It seems like once a computer's out, something new is already being made that can you you can point to and be like oh well this computer that this computer that is it is it frustrating from a gaming standpoint to be laptops that are staying on the edge of technology as far as pushing these little you know 14 inch uh boxes that you can carry around in your backpack um and then you look over in consoles or putting one out every seven years and kind of sitting back and you know really not doing too much to that in between time. Is that a frustrating thing? I wouldn't say it's frustrating. We've never done anything otherwise. So mm. for us, we're just, it's just part of how we operate. We're, we're used to it. Um, and I think it's one of the biggest competitive advantages of PC gaming over pretty much the other platform that's out there is, you know, there's been instances in the past, this time around with the Xbox One and the PlayStation 4, they're not surpassing us in performance. But with the Xbox 360 and the PS3, there was a period of time there where they were actually faster uh, than any performance experience you can get on the PC. Oh, wow. And that was a little frustrating. But it's so short-term, it's so short-lived, because their upgrade cycles are so long, like you said, seven or plus years, that when they did one up on those previous platforms, I think within six to 12 months, the PC had already caught up, if not surpassed them. And then we had, you know, the rest of those years or um, all the innovation in terms of business models like free-to-play and subscription, I mean, mm -hmm. all the performance innovation from NVIDIA, Intel, and AMD, all that stuff, I mean, just far surpassed what the, the console guys were doing. So, um, you know, it, it's, it's not frustrating. It's, um, it's, I would say, during that because of our 
uh, just the way the PC industry is architected and how it operates being so different than like the appliance industry is. I refer to consoles as being kind of like appliance devices <laughs> in that they're upgraded in much longer cycles. That's interesting. Yeah. That, yeah. I mean, it's, it's, it's very, it's very comforting that if for whatever reason, a console did get a one up on us, we could respond so quickly mm-hmm. and, uh, and one up them in such a quick amount of time. You look at Microsoft and Sony now, um, they're looking at each other's consoles and saying to themselves, Oh, here's where we're winning. Here's where we're losing. They're going back to their development cycles, and they're probably saying to themselves, oh, the soonest we could respond is going to be in three or four years. Right. And that, I think, is more frustrating than anything. (laughs) Sure. Um, Have you noticed, uh, is it kind of cool, because I used to, we used to own an Alienware laptop, my family. We loved it. It was awesome. It was huge sexy like i was saying um but it feels like so steam's been around for a long time obviously you've had huge games like half-life that gave uh a lot of a lot of life back to pc gaming because i feel like pc gaming had a uh uh, a lot going in the 90s and then kind of when the consoles started getting so strong then it kind of petered but it seems like you guys have earned the right again to have a lot of the games brought over uh imported to PC. Has that been cool to see as a as a gaming computer company? Oh, it's been amazing. Um you're absolutely right. You know, when Xbox uh or the original Xbox and then three sixty came out, um that because I think it was part of Microsoft and they brought a lot of owners over to the to the console as well that were traditionally PC genres. I think the PC um Market. I don't know if the numbers, because at the time we weren't really tracking. They weren't as good. There wasn't as good as data back then mm. as there is today. So I'm not sure if the, if the actual sales revenue um, were suffering or not in that time. But we certainly felt like the amount of uh, attention and conversation that was going on uh, around PCs and the amount of titles and, and the type of the developer focus on PC definitely acted in that time frame. You look at where we're at today, for example, though. And we're at a complete um, 180 now. Right. You look at the consoles, and they're basically are PCs. They're they're all AMD x86 architecture, which is what the PC has been using for 30, 40 years. Um, you look at what they're trying to do and bringing over free-to-play games like World of Tanks. Xbox announced that at E3. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know that those are genres and those are business models that we've had on the PC for years now. <laughs> right. um, so there's a lot that they're taking the PC and saying, guys, you know, you've really um, not only have you survived, but you've really thrived over the years. And uh, we have a lot to learn. And I think that's really reassuring um, for the, the PC as a gaming platform. Um, and, you know, the value propositions that the PC continue to offer are, are, are just monumental um, as compared to any of those other devices. Again, we don't... We play Xbox, we play PlayStation... We play Android games, iOS games. We play games across all types of devices. And we're not trying to go in and, and sell uh, against an Xbox or a, P- a PlayStation. We just want. We just think that uh, the PC gaming platform has competitive advantages that merit it being a gaming device in your gaming lifestyle alongside a console, for example. Sure. And those advantages are you, know, you can play your game anywhere when it comes to a PC. You can buy a gaming note or even a notebook with uh, a decent amount of um, graphics in it. it doesn't have to be a gaming notebook. You can play your games anywhere you go. You're not confined to a television set. Right. I think that's really valuable. You know, you, you, between classes, you got an hour, um, and you got some friends, uh, a quick game. 
uh, you guys can do that right there on the fly. You don't have to wait until everyone goes home uh, in order to play a, to get a game session going. Mm-hmm. If you uh, want to play a, a ton of free-to-play games, you can do that on the PC. There's, I mean, an, an, you can't even count how many titles are out there that are free-to-play. Uh, if you want to play a game that came out 10 years ago, you can do that on any PC. You're not, you don't have to go back and boot up your old Xbox uh, 360 or something like that, um, or <laughs> right. you no know, Xbox, in order to do it. You can play any past library. And we find ourselves doing that a lot, especially with the Steam sales. You know, sometimes teams will, Steam will come out with these deals for like five bucks that it's an amazing game that you haven't played in, right. in 10 or 15 years. Right. And it's, you relive that experience, and there's a sense of nostalgia with it that I think you know, we all kind of, I certainly love and appreciate because it takes me back to a, a simpler time. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but, um, for sure. The games are just kick ass, you know? It's like watching Star Wars all over again, you know? I mean, the, 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 <laughs> yeah. the movie is still phenomenal. Right. These right. games are still phenomenal. Um, yeah, the graphics maybe aren't as great, but it doesn't take away that the, the storyline and the game. Everything is, is just amazing, and those are things that are tough to do on consoles, and I think the PC is going to you know, continue to thrive because it just has all those value props to offer. I think another thing that, um, that you didn't mention that you guys definitely have going for you is when it comes to new uh, p- peripherals, you guys can have something come out like the Oculus Rift and automatically people can try it if they can get their hands on an Oculus Rift. You know what I'm saying? There's not this long process of how are we going to get this to market and how is this going to work with our PlayStation? You know what I mean? You guys get to try, you know, different, you can swap out controllers whenever you want to, you know, when something new hits Kickstarter, you can get it and you can get it in your hands and try it with your laptop or your desktop instead of having to wait till all this pre-approval goes on with Microsoft and Nintendo and Sony and things like that. I think that's a huge added bonus. Oh, no, the big dynamics are, I mean, I don't, I don't know. I don't think any company, is going to admit that they prefer the PC over the console when it comes to business negotiations because they don't want to upset their friends at Sony and Microsoft. Of but course. it's pretty odd. But when you look at the amount of peripherals and accessories that are available on the PC as compared to the consoles, I mean, there's just no comparison. And when you look at the price points as well, they're vastly different because you don't have to pay those licensing fees to Sony and Microsoft. I mean, it's basically, it's free reign. It's an open ecosystem. You can You can develop whatever you want, whenever you want. Just get it to you know get the right get reliable drivers to work with um to work with Windows or Linux, and uh, put a USB interface on it, and you're you're good to. So you look at companies like SteelSeries, Razer, and Rocat, for example. These guys, I mean, they're able to innovate and create uh, mice that have 150 gazillion buttons on it, or some mice that only have two <laughs> buttons on it. Joysticks right. that have all these different features on them, and all these different things, and they can do it. As, you know, a few months after they come up with the idea. But it also extends over to software and, and, and the Internet as well. You've got open browsers, and then you have an open software ecosystem where you can just go to any website you want, download pretty much any app you want. You're not waiting for you know, Microsoft or Sony to broker a deal with Facebook or Twitter right. or any one of these websites, and that takes months, if not years. So tomorrow, all of a sudden, you know, everybody wants to use Instagram or everybody wants to go to um uh, to Twitch TV or something like that, you just go to a browser bar and you enter that web address and you're using all of those features on that website. You're not, you're not and waiting and waiting, you know? So I think it's a huge value prop 
But at the same time, you can say a ton of bad things about the PC that are in the console's favor. So it goes either way. I mean, that's why we really think that, I mean, for the ultimate gaming experience, really should should own a couple devices, not just one device. If you confine yourself to one device, you're kind of limiting your um, your gaming experience and, and your sure. genre experience. You know, if you only ever want to play MMORPGs, well, then the PC is the right platform for you. But if you want to get some sports games in there, you want to get, um, you know, some there's some really great FPSs and third-person shooters on consoles, um, you know, then if you're into those genres, then it's, you're going to have a, a foot if you tie yourself to any one platform like console or PC because you're just going to be limiting your uh, your experience on these pretty kick-ass titles. Right, right. So let's talk for a second about the new line of laptops that you guys had, that you guys showed at E3, because I thought they were so cool. Uh, people were playing them all day. You guys had an amazing, amazing booth. Um, and and they're super simple. I love that they're super, super simple. It's the Alienware 14, 17, and 18, right? Correct. Yeah. Um, and these things are crazy strong. I was looking at some of the specs um, just because, I mean, before I even knew I was going to be able to talk to you. But, um, I mean, number one, you guys offer, just because they're laptops and you guys can, you know, all kind of different colors, um, lighting schemes and stuff like that, which are just insane. You guys have dual four gigabyte video cards in these laptops. That's crazy. Yep. They're crazy. All right. <laughs> yeah, we, we, um, when we start to design these things, we, 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 we had the conversation. So we make these things ultra thin and ultra light. And should we go off and do that? And can we do that and preserve, um, what the Alienware brand is known for out there, which is just building, you know, the most badass and most powerful products in the world. And, what we basically decided on is, look, if you want to buy a thin notebook, there's a thousand options out there for you. Of you know, there's a, I mean, it's a thousand different Ultrabooks out there, and everybody is focusing on Ultrabook this and Ultrabook that, and, you know, who can get to 12 minutes faster? And, and I mean, it's just it's a, it's a race to make them as thin as possible, and they're willing to compromise anything and everything to mm, get there. Mm. First thing that goes is performance. Second thing that goes is storage options. Third thing that goes is, is you know, the materials that, um, and the rigidity in the design. The, the fourth thing they do is they get rid of any type of upgradability or serviceability. And they just all these things cross it off the list. Right. And we said, man, we're not we're not going to do that. We don't want to be just one more notebook that's out there. Yeah, that's amazing. What are some of the other things that you guys feel like you implemented to further distance yourselves from some of these other ultra books? Oh, we didn't compromise on performance on any of these products. So we're using quad-core processors on all of the uh, all of the new notebooks, the 14, 17, and 18. The 18-inch you can get at factory overclocked up to 4.2 gigahertz. That is crazy fast. Yeah, it's unbelievable. <laughs> <laughs> um, and we're not using we're not using uh, uh, you know underclocked or clocked down quad-core CPUs. I mean, these are full-blown 47 watt, 57 watt. Intel quad core CPUs. I mean, they're the for the real deal. Um, we're using incredible graphics uh, technologies and performance in here. We have a NVIDIA 750, 765 GTX, uh, 780 graphics cards in here. Oh my gosh. 780 on the 18 inch. The 780 on the 17 inch and 18 inch has uh, four gigabytes of graphics memory. 
um, on each card. So it's unbelievable. On the 18 inch with two video cards, and if you get it with the dual 780, you get eight gigs of graphics memory. It's just unbelievable the amount of performance level. that we print. And do you guys have 3D displays? On our 17 inch, we've got the option, yep, so you can put some stereoscopic, uh, stereoscopic glasses and uh, watch movies or play your games in 3D. We also have Blu-ray on all three of the products and DVD readers and writers. So on the 17-inch, I play a Blu-ray uh, movie, a 3D Blu-ray movie. You can do that. And, uh, um, I mean, have you know, a pretty unique experience there. And you can also buy more sets of glasses if you want to, you know, maybe share the experience with a friend or so. Right. Our chassis is very uniquely designed as well. So all of the systems have over 60% metal and metal alloys inside them. So we've reduced the amount of uh, plastics and composites that we have in the, in the system. Um, and we're focusing more on uh, and then different metal alloys. So, for example, the LCD back cover is an aluminum anodized back cover. Um, the core chassis itself is magnesium alloy. And that's what we were showing at E3, and I think you got a chance to see. We actually showed the internal system and how we designed it and they're very strong they're mm -hmm. very rigid and that goes again we make those decisions because we want these notebooks to last you years and years and years we've been doing this a very long time like i said we've been doing 17 years in dell for over 30 years we know what kind of abuse these products go through day in and day out and when you compromise on rigidity and reliability and quality because you want to go off and you know a thinner notebook or a cheaper notebook, it's very short-sighted. Um, you know, right. yeah, you may have that appeal up front, and the customer may say to themselves, man, this thing is just so beautiful and so thin, or man, the price is just so amazing. How can I not choose this product over any, or anywhere is expensive, anywhere is thick? But, you know, most customers I talk to that make those decisions, you know, six months or a year or two years later, they're coming and telling me, my, my notebook broke or the thing's overheating or um, it's just uh, it's just not getting the performance that it used to get. And that's all a factor of how you design the product up front and the decisions that you make, compromises that you make. Yeah. And these products are just no compromise products. They are the absolute best. They're just the most powerful notebooks in their class. And um, you talk to any old customers that bought our machines four or five years ago and they're still using because they're that well designed and we're going to continue doing that yeah it's so interesting because i was uh clicking around a couple months ago was kind of you know in and out of the market for a laptop and you know being in music of course i flirted with the mac thing and i and i compared mac to alienware and i was like could i get a mac laptop to do what some of the alienware stuff i couldn't even get it there and when i got it close it was almost double the price yeah, I, I, I believe it. Um, it you're not going to hear me say anything bad about Apple. They, uh, they they built, I mean, some of the best products in the world. Um, but I think they're just different. Yeah. You know, they have a very different value proposition, and they have a different customer in mind when they design their products um, than what we're than what who we're trying to target. You know, we're not trying to develop simple, simple, simple design, simplistic uh, industrial design. <laughs> notebooks. We're trying to follow the same brand tenets that they have around innovation and around quality and around um, they, they deliver performance products but not at the level that uh, that we're trying to deliver to. You know, they're trying to build 
Mac OS, which just recently started getting more gaming support and a lot of that thanks to Steam. Um, and that's still kind of an emerging uh, an emerging um, usage model amongst Mac is, is playing games. We are about gamers. I mean, every decision we make has the gamer in mind. Every You can't say that about Apple. You can't say that about uh, most other companies that are out there. Right. So it's not that they're not amazing products. Of it's course. just um, they have a different customer in it. So at the end of the day, I think customers, you know, they have to make that think about what decision do they want. Like, you, do you want something that was designed for you as a gamer and every decision that was made in the product, thought about your lifestyle, how you need the product over a long period of time, what's important to you, um, or do you want a product where, you know, gaming was either an afterthought or it wasn't even a thought at all mm. when you, uh, when you, when you, uh, when you, And there's a lot of just, you know, experiential differences that come into play when you do that. You know, how the keyboard, for example, is designed, the amount of flex that goes into a a keyboard that's designed for a gamer versus one that isn't designed for a gamer. Again, the transportability, the mobility, and and the the shock and vibe testing that goes into a product that's designed for a gamer versus one that isn't necessarily designed for a gamer. The uh, the thermal headroom that you design into it so that you can over machine, for example, or you can upgrade the computer. All of our systems, for example, you can upgrade the hard drives. It won't void your warranty. You can upgrade oh, wow. your memory. You can upgrade your wireless cards. That doesn't void your warranty at all. We design all of them so that you can easily upgrade them from the box of the notebook. Wow. So all the components are very easily accessible. If you, know, you run into a service issue, for example, um, you have a choice. If, if we can't fix your, your issue over the phone, because it's not a software issue, let's say it's a hardware issue, we'll see an on-site technician to your house for you and um, and they'll do the hardware swap for you in your home. You know, I mean, and that's because our machine is designed for that so that you have minimal downtime. You don't have to pack up the entire computer and ship it to a server and wait two or three weeks to get it back. Right. We'll get you a guy next day. He's at your house with a hard drive or a graphics card or a motherboard or an LCD or whatever so that, I mean, your downtime is absolutely minimal. And those are decisions that you have to make up front and your product in order to be able to offer that kind of a service experience. And I think that today we're the only gaming company out there that offers any type of service experience like that. That's incredible. Frank, one last question before I let you go. Are you playing anything right now? I know you are a busy man, but I know that you're a gamer at heart. I think you were a gamer before you were at Alienware, right? Absolutely. So is there anything that you're playing right now? So I was uh, some people Disappointed with uh, with the games I'm playing right now because they're not <laughs> the most illustrious games. Sure. They're, not, they're not the ones that everybody's talking and writing about. Yeah. But um, so I, I am playing a uh, I, I have been playing defense uh, a lot lately, and uh, I'm really looking forward to uh, to the sequel. Um, I don't know if you ever seen played that game, but it's a tower defense game, and it's just a real quick in and out. You just go in, you can play for half an hour. I an love hour. tower defense. Um, uh, get I out. love them. Yeah, then you got to try defense grid. I mean, I'm a huge fan of it. Okay. Uh, I just I, I just took vacation last week, um, and uh, you know, when you, you're a true gamer when you take vacation to play games, and <laughs> that's what I did last week. So I like that. So uh, last week I got into um, I got into SimCity. So I, I've been waiting for all the server issues and all the bugs, and they're not all fixed. But that's a lot right. Of them yeah, are, Sim City, uh, sure, have been resolved. So I, I did a lot of. I created a 
couple cities made a big mistake, didn't put any schools in one of them, and I had crime just absolutely <laughs> rampant. I was spending $10,000 a month on uh, on police until I realized that uh, it'd probably be a lot cheaper a couple of schools in place. So That's funny. Yeah, I learned that mistake. Um, <laughs> so I'm doing SimCity. And then uh, I'm I'm uh, I'm very fortunate to uh, to to be in an alpha build and in a test group for a game that I can't talk about. That, um, Why would you do that to game. us? Oh, well, I, I, I'm under NDA. I can't I can't talk about it. Oh but, my uh, gosh! They, I, all I can tell you is uh, it was shown off by EA um, at E3, and it's an RTS, um, and. The game looks awesome. You know, being an alpha, it's got its issues, of course, uh, and I feel very privileged. And uh, uh, there's a here at the office that are in this alpha, so we're having a really good time with it. It's got its issues, though, of course, because it's so early build. But but that's why they want you guys playing it. Yeah, absolutely. But, I mean, we're having a blast. It's it's RTS. It's got PvP in it, of course. And um, it's a very small group of people that are in the alpha, so uh, we're we're having a lot of fun with it. So those are the titles I'm playing now. I try and stick to two or three at a time. Otherwise, you can't. I mean, you diversify too much, and you just won't get any. any. <laughs> but usually, I'm playing um, Call of Duty as well. Of course. Uh, of so course. I'm looking forward to Goats and Battlefield Four. Um, I did a little bit of Battlefield Three uh, when it first came out, um, and then I'm forward to Battlefield Four. And then you know, depending, usually during the, that Christmas break. Uh, one of the two franchises wins our wins our time and attention over here. So we either burn out on Battlefield or we burn out on Call of Duty. So we'll <laughs> see what happens uh, this holiday. I like it. Ladies and gentlemen, Frank Azor. Thanks a lot. I'll see you out there. Yes, sir. I'm telling you what, man. It was such a blessing to be able to talk to that guy and just that he took the freaking time. I couldn't believe it. He is a I boss. I appreciate him taking the time to talk to us, man. That's awesome. I know. Goodness gracious. I mean, he I mean, knows he got all kind of stuff to do. Yeah. Jeez <laughs> Louise. He got people to hire and fire. He's got a company I mean, to run. He's got computers to sell. <laughs> exactly. He got games to play. That's right. Um, Frank, thank you, buddy. We really, really appreciate you talking to our little old podcast. Um, so y'all heard about Nintendo suing uh, that website? Well, hang nope. on. What's this? Nintendo. So there's a website called hackyourconsole.com. And they, it's what it sounds like. You know what I'm saying? They, they would sell hacked up DSs and Wii's and cartridges and stuff like that. And Nintendo is suing them jokers. Oh, I thought you said Nintendo. It was Nintendo's website. I was like, what's going on here? <laughs> oh, no, no, no. Nintendo suing hackyourconsole.com. And it's funny because I saw the story and then I went to the website and it's shut down. (laughs) It's like, (laughs) and it's got a little thing up there that says all pre-orders have been canceled and no new orders will be accepted. And then there's a picture Um, of Mario. (laughs) (laughs) Exactly. Um, And so uh, Nintendo released this press release. It said the site blatantly promotes and sells unauthorized Nintendo games along with the device and services that circumvent the security in the Nintendo DS system and the Wii console. Yeah, good so for them. They're, they're headhunting. Yeah, I like it. They're protecting themselves because that's a big deal. You got deal. to. Yeah. 
that's a big deal. So that, you know, if they have to do that, then they have to do that for now. Who's gonna, if you don't? Yeah. Go on, get them, Nintendo. Go on, get them. Let's um, play. Yeah, go raid their mom's basement. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> exactly. Lord of mercy. Router, you got anything? Um, yeah, I've got a few things. There is a, apparently, a new 12 gigabyte PlayStation 3 model coming out for retail for 199 Oh, yeah. My take is, hmm. okay, what's the point where for maybe 100 bucks more, you could get a 500 gigabyte PS3 package with a game like GTA 5 or something like that for 269 You want to know what the point is? Just get, to get it out there? The mom that doesn't really game, yes. but they know that you can... It's a Blu-ray player and Netflix, like my mother-in-law. There you go. Ah, uh, that's that's she's not good downloading point. games and installing game twelve gigabytes. Yep, that, and it's going to be like flash memory. It's not even like a hard drive comes with the job. Yeah, that's. I mean, so that's that's you know that would be great for the old school gamer who likes discs like myself too. I would probably would have been like, yeah, buck ninety nine, I could do that. Yeah, if you buy all your games on disc, that's you know that's the way to go. That's perfectly fine. If you don't have PlayStation Plus, I think it's a mistake to even have a PlayStation, it feels like. Yeah, it's the, very the, true. Because that's, the, the, that's one the, game right there. <laughs> exactly. That's like that's <laughs> Battlefield 3, maybe. Well, yeah, because I think that was, what, five or six gigs, and then one other game, and you're done. Yeah, you can have Hitman and Battlefield. Yep, enjoy. For the rest dude, of your life. I was going to say that if you get one of those, your internet service provider is going to hate you because you're constantly going to be deleting and downloading games. <laughs> yep. <laughs> yeah, you got 12 exactly. gigs. Yep. <laughs> Choose oh, I want to play this game. Hang on. Got to download it. <laughs> yep. And then the, the only other news I, uh, the item I had was, <clears throat> speaking of Microsoft and ex-CEO um, Don Matrick, he's at it again at Zynga, and he... Uh, is implementing new changes over at Zynga, and three more executives are stepping down. Uh, Chief Operating Officer David Koh, Chief Technology Officer um, Sadir Lee, or Kedir Lee, whichever, and Chief People Officer Colleen McCreary are all, quote, stepping down from their positions and leaving the company as a result of the changes. I want that job, Chief of People. Yeah, right? Chief, <laughs> Chief People <laughs> Officer. Uh, a people chief officer. So, yep, Zynga's still going through some changes. Hey, as long as they don't change Zynga poker, which I play practically every day, I'm cool. Do you really? So, yeah, I love, I don't know why, it's just fun. I just go play poker, lose money, and then keep going. Because <laughs> <laughs> it's, it's fun, because, like, I don't pay into, I don't buy any chips, because I get, like, uh, when if you're on their notification or you get like notifications, they send you like daily chip bonuses every day. So mm. you know if I so I, it's fun so I can go all in on like a two and a three and lose, and then I'll just you know the next day I'll come back and do some more. That's hilarious. It's fun S setting you up for failure for when you go to Vegas. Exactly. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I've, oh, no. I've played Zynga <laughs> poker for what three four years now. It's just one of those things that's like well, I'll just do it, and you connect with people via Facebook. So I play with all kinds of different people and uh you know you just play texas hold them and go it's fun there you go hall you got something no because my internet died for some reason i think it's my router yeah i lost my story you're welcome oh boo, boo. at least we're still talking to you yeah. <laughs> um, yes involve me somehow <laughs> <laughs> hey hall what's up did you hear that xbox 360 is switching from points to dollars 
<laughs> yeah, yeah, I heard that a while ago. I so don't know. The ne- but they're saying the next update, they're saying it's here, it's upon us. The next time the 360 updates, you will no longer have Microsoft points, you will have dollars. It's old news, but it's upon us now. Wow. Um, Doesn't it seem like I- E3 was like so long ago? Oh, gosh. Or even the yeah, Microsoft like announcement when they announced all that back in May, that was so long ago. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I thought I thought they were like rumoring this stuff a while ago because the the point system isn't really bad. It's just a little misleading because eight hundred points is ten dollars, and a normal person would think, oh, eight hundred points, eight dollars, right? You know, so it, it's, it's a little one to one. Clearly, yeah, it's a little weird, but whatever. Real money. That's I think cool. it's better. It's better. Good. Get on board the with the rest of the world. Yeah. Yeah. It's like, and who would who is. I want to talk to the guy that's like, no, I want my points still. So well, our, everybody's points are just going to be converted to, to dollars automatically if you have points in there, right? Yep. And they're not like rushing to not take points anymore. So if you bought somebody points for Christmas, you probably, I mean, I don't know if by Christmas, but you'll still be able, able to use them. So it's not like you have to go redeem them real fast. You know, hmm. um, another thing that I thought was really interesting, GameStop you guys hear about the upgrading of the games that they're going to be allowing with the, with the new X, uh, when the Xbox one comes out, um, they're allowing you to upgrade selected titles from 360 games to Xbox one games for only $10. Wow. Hmm. So, um, if you buy a game, let's say in uh November, you're like, okay, I don't know which day, you know, blah, 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 blah. you know, by then we'll know exactly when everything's coming out. But, Let's say you've pre-ordered something now, like, you know, uh, Assassin's Creed or, uh, Battlefield 4, Ghost or something. And, um, and you go ahead and get it for your 360 now, cause maybe you don't know if you're going to be coming into a Xbox One or whatever. You can buy it. And then if within 30 days, the other one comes out, you could upgrade it for 10 bucks at GameStop. Um, I ain't mad at that. I know it's got to be before the end of the year and you must be a power up, uh, card holder and, uh, it'll work kind of through email coupons. And here's the list of the games that they have so far that you'll be able to do this with Assassin's Creed four, Battlefield four, Call of Duty Ghost, FIFA 14, Madden NFL 25. So don't worry about pre-ordering those on your 360 because you can upgrade for 10 bucks. I thought that was kind of cool. I like seeing them being proactive with the next gen. Like they're they're already thinking about ways to get people to either make the switch over or at least make it easier. And I, I appreciate that. That's awesome. Yeah, they got to. Yeah, you have and, to. And also, Tomb Raider hit a big sale. Amazon and Best Buy. I'm not sure if it's twenty bucks. Disc- was yeah, it? freaking twenty dollars. All right. So here's the question: Is it going to be free since every other Square Enix? Uh, game has been free on ps plus they're gonna i would think they would have to wait a little longer on that one yeah because that's their bigger title and yeah. their bigger grossing title too, i'll tell so. you what if if tomb raider goes free goodness that's, gracious that's crazy yeah that's, that's a good game that is a good game and that's a great deal i think another reason they may they may wait out on that is you know are they planning something for like next christmas or something maybe like we don't know when they're going to release the next one. It it probably won't be that soon, but I would imagine whenever they release the next one, they'll put that one out free. Yeah, 
probably by then. Yeah. Yeah. Cause you are going to be able to play your PSN game. Do we know? I don't know if we know. I don't think so. Cause the hardware is so different. No, no, no. But what I'm saying is the PSN games. Like if you download, like, will I be able to download Hitman Absolution on my PS4? Because I've got it on PS Plus. Well, we, it would, what we've heard anyway, I thought was that it would be like a streaming game. Oh, you know I mean? with Guy Kai? Like using, yeah, yeah, yeah you know, cause. And they haven't talked much about that yet. I think it's still in the works, but I think that you're right. I think that's the idea. Well, the PlayStation 3 was like a very custom box and the PlayStation 4 is mainly off the shelf parts. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So it's like such a different architecture that they're, they would probably have to emulate PS3 games if they were going that route. And I think that's why they bought the streaming service because it would be way easier to stream the game running like remotely on a different system. So like say they've got a server farm that runs basically just PS3 games. You know, if you're streaming remotely and you're playing that game via the internet, that would be a lot easier than actually probably making an emulator for PlayStation 3, I would imagine. Probably. Well, for being easier, that sounds very complicated. Yeah. I don't know. That's well, a lot no, of Actually, it's, it's not as complicated as you think. Did you ever play OnLive? Did I ever play what? OnLive, that service. No. The way OnLive works is you're actually playing the game on, like, a high-end computer server. Huh. And I went and played it before, and the lag wasn't wasn't even noticeable like i played really? yeah i played like a little bit of bioshock on my mac so that's cool on my underpowered mac so wow that's yeah wow, that's, 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 that's kind of right how there. that works yeah and gaikai i think was like they weren't like necessarily a direct competitor but they were the same kind of thing so like they were doing a little demo like on gaikai's website and i went and played some of mass effect on their website Wow. That's crazy. Yeah, so the way that their technology works, like I said, it's just it's basically just streaming the video back to you. Yeah. And that's, that's nuts. That's why they have Gaikai. Because it look it looked the, good too. Like it was seven twenty P uh and it looked great playing on my Mac. So My gosh. Well that's awesome. Yeah, I mean um, I'm totally on board with that tech. The only thing that I worry about is our bandwidth yeah, in America. That's what I am too. It's gotta go up. Yeah, open that pipe up. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> well, before we get into these questions, a quick reminder of where you can find us, twitter.com slash mttgcast, facebook.com slash married to the games. Please like us over there. You can find us on iTunes, on YouTube, rate us, yeah, I saw, comment I saw that, with us. I saw that some people were reviewing us on iTunes, and that really helps us out. So, yeah, thank you. That's awesome. Yeah, if you're listening on the podcast app or you're listening through, like you've downloaded through iTunes, please leave us a review. That really helps us out. Five stars, please. <laughs> Great, Router. Now they're going to give us one. Yeah, right. Yeah. Way to go. No, Be like one star for this begging podcast. That's right. Um, uh, Podomatic. Where else? Oh, Xbox Music, of course. So you can listen to us over there. We're trying to be all over the place for y'all. That's right. Right? Let's do this. Do it. Facebook, William J. Hines, our boy. Would any of you 
consider doing a Let's Play on your next game playthrough. That is definitely in the works. We actually have to get a gameplay capture device. I don't even think we have that yet. No, but we don't. I would, but we should yeah, do it. I, I would love to do a Let's Play. I think it'd be fun. We got to. We, I mean, I think we, we're, we're like, the fact that we don't is ridiculous. Yeah. I mean, yeah. we've got our YouTube channel all ready to go. We got all our episodes there. It's time to start our Let's Plays. I think the first one we need to do is Minecraft so that we can have a camera on us <laughs> while we're playing it. It's gonna, Minecraft uh, reactions. I, I can picture the image. It's all three of us with our mouths open like, what? what? Huh? What? That's going to be us. That's oh, funny. We're old. Uh, it's all good. Uh, and then let's see. We're moving on to Twitter. Uh, Joey McPherson at JoeBoston617. I would love all games to have custom controls like the Fallout games. Where mm. you can choose what button does what. Uh, how do you feel about that? Shoot. I, I think that's a great idea, too. I mostly like how the defaults go, except for my other two boys here who love inverted. But, um, but yeah, being able to, like, if there's one thing that's just kind of bothering you, being able to go in there and, and pick it out is, is awesome. And, yeah, the Fallout stuff was, is really helpful. I, I know that games have, like, different features and stuff, but I think... We're at the point now where every game should probably have a duty control layout. You said duty. <laughs> yep. <laughs> and they should call it duty. That's right. Yeah, because every time I play like a first person shooter and it's not the same mappings as Call of Duty, I'm like, eh. yeah, I'm the exact same way. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, eh, got to go look in the controls real quick. Did, didn't they? What 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 game was that where they had the um. <laughs> they had the control scheme called like duty calls or something. Oh, nice. I, I know what you're talking about. Yeah, yeah it might have been kill zone. I don't remember, but they had the control scheme that was obviously Call Matt, of Duty and they were making Matt fun for of Call it. of Duty. Well, yeah. I think too, I was, you know, being a PC guy growing up, you could do that. You could make whatever button, whatever, yeah. pretty much. And, and so even if I they didn't let would... you do it through the options, you could just edit the file. Exactly. So I think that's always a, that's always a plus for me. Yeah. Good question. Um, all right. Uh, at real Jeff, uh, Harjo or Harjo, either one. I apologize. Um, what <laughs> games do you play with your significant other that you're surprised that she's into? My wife got uh, really into Mass Effect and Puzzle Fighter. Well, then your oh, wife wow. is freaking awesome. That's, yeah, awesome. That's, <laughs> that's great if she's into Mass Effect. Um, My wife hasn't surprised me with crap. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Mine either, Gabe. I'm right I'm there like, with you. Uh, I'm like, oh, you're not into this? No surprise. <laughs> no, surprise. <laughs> no shock there. <laughs> Go oh, on with boy. the candy crush. <laughs> yeah. Um, I did know that, Gabe. That's awesome. Yeah, I did, I, I'm a third on that one. So. That's a shame. Yeah. The, the, wait, yeah. The, so, but Krista plays games. Yeah, I mean, like, mainly we. Like I'll we'll bust out the Wii or something, and Jenny does too. She plays um, Doctor Mario, doesn't she? Yeah, which I was, I was a little surprised that she liked Doctor Mario, but then at the same time, I was I wasn't. Actually, Kristen and I are really into Donkey Kong Country. Oh, that's kind of cool. Love that game. Yeah, and we we played uh, Donkey Kong Country Returns, and that was oh, really cool. fun. So oh, you I, know I can really recommend that game. The Mario game, the Mario game that came out where you can play like four people on, on the screen. Oh yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. 
Jenny actually really got into that one, so I have to take that back. Sorry, baby. She surprised me with that one. When we started that up, I think we beat the game together. <laughs> Sorry, baby. Just, I am mad at you. I ain't yeah, mad at you. Just, she's not going to ever listen anyway, but <laughs> yeah. um, yeah. <laughs> uh, just for my conscience. So that game, that the, the Mario Wii, whatever it was called. That's awesome. We beat it. We've never, I, I mean, we don't even play level games like that. That's awesome. So oh, my gosh. That reminds awesome. me. Uh, I was gonna say we we played uh, Mario Kart Double Dash on the Ooh. GameCube. Yes, there you we go. played that game. Just like we'd get home from work and play it every day until we beat it. That's awesome. Because there were some there were some of those like courses that were just ridiculous. Like I said, you had to win on accident. So <laughs> yeah, don't you love those games though? Where like you cannot wait to get home and play that. Oh, uh, I love that feeling. We just, best. I just remember we played the crap out of that game till the wheels fell off, baby, till the That's wheels right. fell off. I like yep. it. Keep them coming router. All right. We got, um, JD lamb, writes, do you guys, uh, do you have any games that you keep playing even after beating them? For me, it's mass effect currently on my seventh play for Wow. That's huge, dude. Well done. Well done to you. Seventh. Um, what are you even doing different at that point? I'd love to yeah. write us and tell us what you're doing different. I love I mean, that. that. That's a platinum right there. If I've ever seen it. <laughs> um, yeah, I, uh, I did play Assassin's Creed Brotherhood again. I am going to play the last of us again and, uh, probably down the road. I, I, man, I want to go back and do some more far cry three. Cause that game was fun too, man. I liked that game too. So I want to go back and play do the, that one. Do the co-op if you do. It's a okay. lot of fun. Um, I'm back. I this is a shame, but I I mean because I have infinite. I don't have infinite sitting there. So for all the people that are wondering, like Gabe didn't talk about infinite this week. He said he's gonna play that. So I played the time demo, then I bought it on eBay, and then the guy emailed me two days ago, and he's like, "Hey, I want to ship your game, and notice there's this crazy scratch on the back of it." So I went to try it anyway, and it keeps freezing up at the menu screen. Sorry. So he refunded my money, and so now I got oh, that's cool. buy it again. So at least he's a responsible eBayer. Yeah, big ups to that guy for being responsible and being a good seller, and not just selling me a crap game. Um, so in the meantime, I'm freaking playing XCOM again. I mean, it's just fun because XCOM doesn't ever really go anywhere. There's only like, you know, the point with XCOM, I almost think, is to see how well you can manage everything it's not even about the fighting and so i managed it very poorly the first time i played through and so i think i have three satellites to go before i have satellites on every country that's awesome which is hmm. a stark contrast from the first time i played <laughs> <Nice>. <laughs> all right last question wait hall did you oh, answer that sorry one? hall hall i'm sorry hmm? forgive me oh um i was gonna say I don't, I don't really like play through games a lot again. Like I don't play through a second time a lot, a lot of times. I could see myself doing that with XCOM, uh, but I'm going to wait for the iPad version to drop a little bit. I'll probably um, get it on iPad too. If it, if it drops oh, low man, enough, that's, that's going to be, that's going to be awesome when it's on iPad. Yeah. Know? I'm going to have to, or when too. I get it on iPad. Um, but, um, 
Yeah, man, I really just don't do that. Like, I played through Final Fantasy VII again, like, two years ago. Yeah. And I was surprised at how much I still remembered. Isn't it nuts? Yeah. I did have to look up the Chocobo thing. I didn't remember how that went. Uh, I, I just completely said, I'm not going to do that. Oh, so. man, you got to get Knights of the Round. I'm okay. Mm, excuse me. Excuse me. <laughs> I, I literally, I literally got to the end of the game and I said, I think I'm done. Uh, I'm about to say, I think you almost like, not that you have to have Knights of the Round to beat it, but Knights of the Round and the Mimic material make it way easier to complete well, the game. If you get like, if you use like reflect and stuff too, like yeah. I, I can't remember what I did. I beat him without losing any health though. Like the first time I beat it when I was a kid, I wow. just had this this crazy setup that I did that just destroyed him. Like I didn't, I didn't get in Knights of the Round or anything. I've never done that. That I never did the Chocobo stuff or anything. So did you ever like, go get like Emerald and Ruby? You never went and beat those guys. Uh, I went and beat him like the second time I played it, which was a little later. Dang, without Knights of the Round, that's crazy. Yeah, but the first time I just, I said, whatever, just went through the whole game. That's I don't awesome. even think I got Vincent the first time. Oh, spoiler crap. <laughs> <laughs> that's not really a spoiler. A spoiler from like 97? Yeah, no, nah, that game's like, that game is just like public domain yeah, knowledge. Yeah, at this exactly. Point. Vincent got his own game. <laughs> so they, oh, okay. They spoiled themselves. Spoiler. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I didn't Whatever. know. You, I didn't know. I think I figured you didn't have to have Vincent, but I didn't know you could actually beat the whole game without having him at all. Yeah, that's yeah. Awesome. You can. It's like I said. It's all about how you set up your characters at the beginning of a match. You, you know, you put reflect on them, and you put barrier on them, and you put all that different stuff. And I'm surprised I still remember what that is. I so. know. Sorry, we are geeking out right now. Yeah, sorry, <laughs> sorry, router. That was a two. <laughs> that was a two-minute Final Fantasy geek out. Yeah, well let's, done. <laughs> let's go back to talking about something more interesting, like pollen. No, no, and, it's and, totally awesome. I'm glad you guys. You know did what? It. I just thought about Square would do themselves a huge service to just put out like six, seven, eight, nine on the iPad. I'd buy them. I'd buy all of them. I'd buy. I mean, of course, they they'd probably be like thirty dollars. They better but... not be thirty dollars. That's ridiculous. <laughs> Hey, people would still buy them. <laughs> I would try seven if that was the case. How about that? Ooh, I love that. Okay. Yeah, I, I like that idea. <laughs> <laughs> nice. All right, last question. Here we go from uh, uh, at Game Game Blog. He writes, oh, we're done uh, already? Yeah. Boo. Dude, we're like an hour and something in. I know. Uh, okay, so when you were all young teens, what careers did you want to pursue? Not necessarily. This is not necessarily about games, but interesting all the same. I like that question. I like that question, too. Uh, let's see. When I was a teenager, didn't everybody want to be a marine biologist at one point? I did, for sure. Yeah, After I every did. SeaWorld trip. <laughs> yeah, right? I was like, like, yeah, <laughs> I could work with these animals. So how do I get to wear the wetsuit and swim around with Shabu? <laughs> right before he eats me. <laughs> exactly. Right after I saw Free Willy and right after I saw, uh, I mean, went to SeaWorld, I always wanted to be a marine biologist. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Well, I can't remember. Like, what other careers did I want? I was big in, into astronomy and marine biology at the time, I think. Um, I was still really big into gaming, and so... I uh I always wanted to find a way to be the guy that tests that tests video games out. And um 
then um, I found out. I still like to be that guy. Like to, you know, like to review and all yeah. this, like for a, a, for a serious company. And at the time they were like, yeah, all you got to do is go to college and get a journalism degree. I was like, well, there goes that. <laughs> I'm, I'm out. <laughs> there goes that. <laughs> I can't just play him and be like, this sucks. <laughs> Gabe, I'd love to see one of your reviews as a teenager. Uh, this, this game sucks. Goodbye. <laughs> exactly. Thank you and good night. Back to you, Molly. There's no Molly. Uh, Hall, what about you? Huh. Have um, you always actually, wanted to be an accountant? No, I always wanted to be a, uh, like a radio DJ type of guy. Oh like, yeah. I I went down to um Clear Channel. Like we had a clear, local Clear Channel station that I shadowed at a few times. Oh, that's and, cool. And uh god, I really enjoyed doing that with them, like seeing how the radio station worked and meeting yeah, like, that's the program cool. managers and stuff. Like that was fun. And that's really what I wanted to do as a teenager. That's um, awesome. Yeah, That's and really I, cool. I kind of, well, I mean, I was in a band at the time, and when I got to college, like, the band was taken off, so I just took off with it for a while. And uh, then I ended up getting into audio engineering just because when I was in, you know, when I was in the band, we were in and out of studios and doing stuff like that, and I got really into recording at that time. So, and that was, that was like, that was like in my early 20s so i guess that doesn't count as much but no no what we should do as well as doing what we what we want to do I, we got i think sometimes we take for granted that we have new listeners and somebody tweeted us during the week and was asking what we actually do for a living um and so hall since you're going break it down what, what do you do now well i work for um an audio console company so we make large format consoles for uh dubbing stages over in Hollywood and stuff like that. Um, we also make like analog consoles for music. So originally I was into audio production where I was recording artists and kind of producing and doing that stuff. And just really the economy, when the economy crashed, it really hit that stuff hard. Um, so that's why I kind of got into uh, manufacturing just a little same industry, just a little different. So there you go. Audio, router dude, audio engineering is in your blood, brother. Yeah. <laughs> yes, it is. Um, I am a web designer and I do all kinds of fun programming. And, uh, at night I am a professional hand model. So it all works out. <laughs> wait, wait, wait. I'm a hand model. <laughs> no, that's right. You are. I'm sorry. What the okay. heck? Gabe is, uh, Gabe is the hand model. I apologize. So I uh, is a professional masseuse. I, yes, there it is. Thank you. Um, <laughs> yes, I am a website designer. I have my own company, and I love it, and I love coding. It's fun. What's it called? Milk Money Promotions, baby. Nice. Google it. Um, I sing for a guy named Toby Mac on stage uh, Just for a living. some random guy. Yes. <laughs> you mean you don't um, sing he, backstage? He, he, <laughs> sometimes I do. Sometimes when, he, when I get in trouble and he, he locks me away. <laughs> He's like, you'll do your parts from back here. I'm like, I spit on your microphone. Um, Gabe was so on I, The View. Oh, yeah, I was on The View. Been on The View twice. By the way, if you haven't seen a Toby Mac show, you have to go see our boy. He is awesome. He's like the the best hype man. I and sweat a lot. 
that boy dances like no other. So yeah, he's good stuff. Great. Um, well, Hall still hasn't come to a show, so I don't know what. Gabe, that means you could do a private show for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm your private dancer. Dancer <laughs> for me. <mine. laughs> uh, <laughs> I saw that one coming. Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, but some Tina Turner. Out. Um, so that's what I do, and then I write. Um, for a living as well, write songs for Capital Music Group. Um, before we us. leave, before we leave, I have to. We have to say this. Dude, we have over 4,000 Twitter followers right now. Did, I, oh, did you guys know that's that? that's insane. Can I just say thank you? That's like huge. Yes. I, I saw it the other day. I'm like, what, wait, what? That's so, incredible. That's amazing. We I'm are so humbled. Stoked. Yeah, it's so cool. Thank you, guys. And um, I have a question for our Twitter followers. Um, we want to ask you guys questions as well as you guys being able to ask us questions. So we're asking you guys questions every week. Please answer it with hashtag answer mttg and then we can kind of like click the hashtag and see all the answers it's very fun you should do it as well to see what your fellow listeners are saying i love it it's it's been really fun last week's was awesome with the you know significant others beating you at games and being oh, better. Yeah. great answers the question this week is what would it take we all have our um it seems like we all have our consoles you know xbox people are very much xbox people sony people are very much sony people uh nintendo people are very much nintendo people what would it take for you to switch consoles in 160 characters or less what would it take for you guys to switch consoles what would it take for somebody to go sony to xbox xbox to nintendo nintendo to playstation what would it take especially coming up on this new generation Good what question. Could one do to win you over. What do you think about that? That work? That's perfect. Love it. Who cool. works? Well, y'all ready to get up out of here? Let's do it. Our thanks again to Frank Azor for being with us today. It's such an awesome, awesome opportunity to get to talk to him. Uh, big shout outs to Jason Stansel, Sucker Punch, baby. We had a good time. I'm Gabe Patillo for Tim Router. For Timothy Hall, we are married to the games, and we are up out this thing. Peace! Paul, use that.